Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. Thank you for listening to this podcast. There are many more podcasts available at MyFaithRadio.com. Your support makes this possible. Thank you. And a warm welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold here on listener-supported Faith Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Ben. You know, isolation and loneliness, we've been talking a lot about that this month here on Faith Radio. And both of those things are serious problems with real and often devastating consequences. In America alone, you probably heard me say this several times over the last couple of weeks, 77% of people in America are struggling with loneliness here in our own country. And that... That can increase um, your chances of, of premature death. It's, it's as bad for your health as smoking, drinking, and obesity. I mean, that's a real problem. And so we're having conversations about that on Faith Radio all month long, and particularly today to help you understand the power of connection, how to maximize your health and happiness with close relationships, even if you don't want to, because I'm in that boat sometimes. Dr. Greg Jantz is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. He is a nationally certified psychologist and a licensed mental health counselor, and he's written over 40 books. This one that I'm holding in my hand, though, is called The Power of Connection. Again, maximizing your health and happiness with close relationships. Dr. Jantz, welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Oh, good to be with you. And this is one thing that's important to us all, how to have a good relationship. But Dr. Jantz, like I just said just a couple of seconds ago, what if I don't feel like it? <laughs> you know, you did tell us or mention uh, loneliness. And loneliness, uh, we take COVID and uh, everything we all went through there. The loneliness epidemic mm. has increased such, and we are our country. There's enough mental health issues that we are in a mental health epidemic We've never seen the level of anxiety, the level of anxiety is the number one diagnosis right now, followed by depression. And with that came a lot of isolation and loneliness. Now, loneliness is such a big issue. Like in the United Kingdom, there is a minister of loneliness. Hmm. Wow, that's intense. I, I want to hear more about that. <laughs> yeah, but Pastor I Jan- know. But Dr. Jans here, let me ask you this question, because it does seem out of control. It really yeah. does. It seems like it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And we hear about it and we talk about it, but it, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And, and those anxiety attacks, those panic attacks, those people struggling with depression and loneliness, how do we make it stop? Well, one of the things that's happened is uh, trust has been broken down in relationships and people don't know who or what to believe. And so there is a a real theme of just distrust. And uh, so many went deep into social media. And you know, more time you spend in social media, the worse you feel about yourself. Because uh, the first thing we do is compare ourselves to others when we're in social media. And then we look at um, what's happening, uh, all the uncertainty. And so every day, if we look at it, we can be overwhelmed by the negative. There's something that we're calling anticipatory anxiety. Every day, we're anticipating the next bad thing. And sure enough, every day, there's the next bad thing. 
And so this has pushed people into, I don't trust anybody. Um, I, I've, I'm kind of uh, withdrawn in, in myself, um, relationships. I don't know who's safe, who's not. And so we've really went into this mode of withdrawal and isolation. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big issues that's increased this general sense of loneliness. So it's mistrust. So as Christians, Dr. Greg Jantz here on Afternoons with Bill Arnold, what, what we're called to hire and best. And obviously, um, we have been created in God's image for fellowship and connection with other people. Um, but even that breakdown in trust, you hear it in church hurt. You hear it in uh, broken relationships. And I just feel like so many people, and I can attest to myself, are just exhausted. And when we're yes. by ourselves and we're in the safety of our own home, uh, we we have the opportunity to turn off what's upsetting us or the anger or the, the frustration because there aren't bombs going off in our own homes, right? There, It feels like there's rest, but it seems at the same time like it's deceiving. Yes, and the question is, where where's the safe place? Who's safe? And so we do tend to... Um, again, withdrawal into what we perceive, the safety of our home. And and then we spend a lot of time in the digital world Mm. and people get um, uh, just eaten up. There is such thing as a digital addiction, by the way. (laughs) And so um, we kind of put ourselves into the digital world and now we have ai uh now we have it's it's tragic to say but we have ai girlfriends uh and where the technology is taking us so i can be lonely i can be isolated but i can have a artificial uh relationship with something that's not real uh, and uh, and an attempt to meet those relational needs and by the way we all do have, even if we've been greatly wounded and suffered betrayal, we still have relationship needs. Hmm. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. I'm Ben. We're having a conversation with Dr. Greg Chance. He is a nationally certified psychologist, a licensed mental health counselor. The book is The Power of Connection, Maximize Your Health and Happiness with Close Relationships. And Dr. Chance. What are some of the high costs of loneliness and why is it so, so bad for our health? In your book, you compare it to heavy smoking, heavy drinking, obesity. It's a 50% increase in premature death. Yes, and I know. Okay, this is like, what? Loneliness really can have an impact on my physical health? Well, what we know is over time, uh, loneliness can uh, make the immune system more vulnerable. And this has really been uh, fascinating and, and in some ways discouraging to look at because uh, relationships or lack of relationships can affect the quality of our health. And uh, people who uh, are more isolated tend not to take care of themselves. They tend not to exercise. Nutrition is generally poor. Uh, we go into this mode that is kind of self-destructive. And so, yes, particularly what loneliness does over time is affects our immune system. And we just end up being more susceptible to uh, various possibilities of disease. So, Dr. Jantz, as we talk about the importance of relationships, 
and that 77% of Americans say that they're lonely. It's yes. it's a lot yes. to, to talk about, and we're doing a great job of describing and talking about it, but what are some steps that we can take if we're struggling with the loneliness? How do we get out of well, how do we get out of this cycle and especially if we don't feel like we want to do it? I think we may need to look at do I have depression and anxiety in my life? Do I have a hidden addiction? Am I turning to food uh, to be more intimate with food than with people, for example? What am I turning to uh, instead of people? And sometimes I think it does take a, a skillful, discerning Christian counselor that can uh, guide us to why are we uh, repeating this cycle of self-destruction and loneliness. Sometimes we've got to get to some core issues of what is going on here. Um, other times we need to be uh, uh, pushed and and push, another word could be accountability. We need to plug ourselves into maybe it's a group, uh, some sort of uh, group uh, that um, ad- may address some issues. Maybe we need to uh, get ourselves back into a social setting. But we need to do this usually with another person. Uh, we're seeing social anxiety. Now, social anxiety and loneliness can go hand in hand. So social anxiety is the number one anxiety right now. So people are afraid of other people. We have social anxiety. So it really takes a lot of accountability and and, and some real um, uh, pushing of ourselves. Uh, and usually we need help with that to break out of that. It's it's like a stronghold that keeps us from having healthy relationships. Yeah, Dr. Jantz, you kind of answered the question I wanted to ask, which is if there are people out there who don't feel like they have these people in their lives that they can have these relationships with, is it a matter of finding a group setting or trying different things to put yourself out there? Because that can be really scary too. trying something new or doing something. So what would you say to those people who, again, kind of like what Ben has been saying, don't feel like it and don't have these one-on-one friendships in their lives right now? Well, one of the things, this is where uh, maybe I need, if, if it's you've suffered a loss or maybe I need to plug in to a, a grief go, uh, group and give yourself um, okay, I will go three times. I'll go three times. So make a commitment. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's a, uh, it's a group where uh, people are struggling with, uh, maybe it's an addiction and it's a, that's a tough one to show up for, but, uh, you've got to step aside of the shame. Shame may hold you back. Shame may say, you know, nobody's going to love me. Nobody's going to like me. Uh, uh, something, something's wrong with me. So, and shame, Shame lies to you and talks you out of doing the things that could be so helpful. Well, uh, Dr. Jantz, I completely agree. And in what you said just a couple of minutes ago, some of the things that you're talking about are pretty powerful, really powerful, strong uh, parts of, of who people are and the voices maybe that they are hearing in their head. And you would highly recommend a Christian counselor if you're struggling with any of these things. If if I've been stuck and it's I look at this and go, okay, this has been a repeated pattern in my life. I need to change this. I haven't changed it on my own. So I'm going to get some help so things don't get even worse. Uh, 
What I hear so often here at the Center of Place of Hope is people go, I wish I wouldn't have waited so long. I wish I would have reached out. I suffered way too long. And so go ahead, you know, and, and begin to ask for that help. You may not even know, well, what what is going on with me? It's okay. You won't, You don't have to have it figured out to ask for help. Right. Dr. Greg Jantz is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold here on Faith Radio. I ask a lot of these questions today because I've been in those spots before, and it's it's no fun. And maybe one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do or ever was able to um, do was to find help. To take that first step mm-hmm. is so, so hard uh, for literally Googling Christian counselor in my area and then yes, making yes. making the phone call. And then meeting with the person. I mean, there's there's bravery in every step along the way. And I will echo exactly what you just said. It was the best thing I ever did. Completely changed my life. Helped me have a deeper relationship with Jesus. And so if you're in that spot right now, I highly recommend you Google Christian counselor in my area. Make the call. Do all that you can do to to meet up with this person. And if you need help, email me. I'll I'll help you in whatever way I possibly can. Because sometimes, Doctor Jans, say that 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 first step is is the hardest. It is, and again, uh, you do you use the word brave. You do have to be a bit brave and go. Okay, you know, if I don't do anything, boy, another six months, another year. What what shape am I going to be in? So now's the time and when i say it's been a cycle you've been struggling maybe it's been three months and go man things are not getting better and i'm going home each night and and sneaking away and maybe i'm gaming all night or i'm in social media all night or i find myself doing things that i know are not helpful uh maybe i've turned to alcohol or food uh it's it's an easy slippery slide to to Mm. get there um and uh, nobody wanted to you know start off to be an addict but that's where it can take us sure there is hope his name is jesus and he's in every conversation here on faith radio friend if you're lonely right now text the word lonely to 877-933-2484 and why is it that when we need people the most we tend to withdraw That's the question I'm going to ask Dr. Greg Jantz. Power of Connection is his book, Maximize Your Health and Happiness with Close Relationships. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. My name is Ben, and you're listening to Faith Radio. You are not alone. Do you believe me when I say that? You are not alone. The enemy wants you to believe that you are not only alone, all alone, but to make you feel bad about it. That's loneliness. And it's a lie. Jesus tells us that the enemy tells us lies to rob us of our joy, kill our hope, and destroy our lives. And so if you're experiencing loneliness today, let me say this. You're not alone. The enemy is using the weapon of loneliness against a lot of people right now. But here's the good news. God is present. God is present right now, and he's closer to you than your very next breath. God loves you. 
He will never leave you nor forsake you. You were created for relationship with him. And that sense of loneliness that you have right now, well, that's an indication that your heart knows it. Loneliness is the spiritual indicator that real love, real companionship, real relationship, real life are all possible. And guess what? Jesus literally came to make that connection with you. Do you want to know more? Text the word LONELY to 877-933-2484. And I'll drop in on you to remind you that God is present and you're not alone. Text LONELY, L-O-N-E-L-Y, to 877-933-2484. Connecting Faith to Life, Faith Radio. Isolation and loneliness, serious problems, real devastating consequences. It's as bad for your health as smoking, drinking, obesity. That leads to a 50% increase in premature death. Hi, I'm Ben. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold, and we're having a conversation today with Dr. Greg Jans. He's written this book called The Power of Connection, Maximizing Your Health and Happiness with Close Relationships. And the question right off the bat, Dr. Jantz, is the fact that when we need people the most, we often tend to withdraw. Why, why do we do that? Uh, it tends to be the, the road of least resistance. Um, maybe I've had conflict. Maybe I've had hurt. Maybe I feel like I can never trust anybody again. And, and you're hurt and you're angry. So the natural thing is we withdraw. We isolate, and we kind of tell ourselves, "I don't need anybody. I don't need this. I'm fine on my own." You know, and so we start to have this kind of self-talk going on, and and you know, before we know it, food is our best friend. Before we know it, you know, we're doing things that uh, are a substitute. There, it's a substitute for a real relationship. Mm. Pastor Greg Jantz, now, if what if you're on the other side of this? You know, 77% of people, they say in America, are struggling with loneliness. What if you're part of the, yes. the 23% and you have a friend or family member or your spouse, somebody you care deeply about, and you, you're watching them slowly withdraw and isolate? You know they're lonely. What can you do? Well, one of the things is um, we want to engage uh, with uh, uh, maybe you know a person they're struggling maybe it's depression maybe it's loneliness um, but um, one of the things that we need to do is be persistent in our invitation to engage it may look as simple as hey I'm I'm going out for a, a, a walk would would you join me by the way when we do physical movement and we communicate uh, it will we will talk and com- communicate differently uh, than sitting in a chair and staring at somebody. <laughs> so find a way, get some movement going, uh, and and have some communication. Um, you know, there's times where uh, we're embarrassed to see anybody, but be persistent if you're reaching out to somebody um, because the first time you ask could be, no, 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 I'm busy, uh, and, and maybe excuses. Um, but you Don't know, follow it up with, hey, you know what? I genuinely care about you. Um, can we get together? So uh, there is a persistence uh, that is necessary, but we want to do it with care and compassion. Dr. James, why is there a misconception around vulnerability? 
and and Oof. viewing that as a weakness because we've had conversations about this. And Good question. For, for, yes. for some reason, we have it in our head that being vulnerable, and, and to your point, it's like it's shameful to be vulnerable and it's a weakness. Instead, when we're vulnerable, we have these great relationships and conversations. So how do we get over that? Yeah. When we're vulnerable, it seems because the interpretation is weakness. So another way of putting vulnerability is I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be truthful. Um, sometimes people say I'm going to be transparent. So, but when we do that, we begin to increase trust and deepen the quality of the relationship. Mm. So, um, you know, start rebuilding trust. Uh, and you can do that, by the way, um, by just asking questions. But um, the questions have to be a little deeper than how are you? <laughs> yeah, you might ask, hey, what? I'm having some challenges. What, what's your greatest challenge right now? Ask, engage yeah ask good questions but then i think one yeah. of the one of the really important things too is to really listen yeah i'm glad you said that we want to listen with our heart there's no greater gift than to listen and i feel like especially with with anyone struggling with loneliness um they probably have a lot of feelings that they've been dealing with and maybe just pressing down further and further and further as they withdraw deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Hmm. And I want to say there's hope. Hope comes when there's a plan. So let's get a let's get a restorative uh, rest, restorative plan together for rebuilding relationships. We do need each other. And listen, when it all boils down to it, what do we all have? What we really have is the quality of our relationships. Mm. I do love that. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. Yeah, and well, uh, to your point, Dr. Jantz, I'm just curious, too, when you talk about intently listening and being involved in the conversation, let's say me and you are having a conversation and I'm on my phone or I'm looking away and not making yes, eye contact. Yes. That's not very inviting, is it? So, I mean, that's got to be one of the ways you can show that you care and intently listen, right? Okay, so when you're with somebody, really be with them. Mm -hmm. uh, you've been with somebody before, and they've got their phone out, and, and they're texting and trying to have a conversation with you. It devalues the relationship, and it's distracted, partial attention. And then they might raise their head up and go, so what'd you just say? Because they were distracted. Mm. But if I give you, when I'm with you, if I give you my full attention, that communicates you have value. Dr. Greg Jantz, Afternoons with Bill Arnold. The book is The Power of Connection. Maximize your health and happiness with close relationships. So we're in a spot right now uh, where we've had multiple conversations about loneliness. We've talked about a loneliness epidemic. We've talked about screens. We've talked about food. We've talked about um, withdrawal and loneliness and isolation and, and the impact on your health. How can we take a step forward as as a people? And again... As Christians, we have a responsibility to love, and love isn't always the hallmark uh, cards or maybe the, the flowers that you saw on, on Valentine's Day just a couple of weeks ago. Really Christ-like love, to show up, to keep showing up, and to not give up. Yeah. Well, one of the things I may have to check is, do I have unforgiveness in my heart? Mm. Uh, is Do I have barriers to developing intimacy? Do I have anger? Fear, guilt, unresolved hurt. Um, do have I 
been so deeply wounded by emotional abuse that I'm I'm just not able to trust and grow, grow close to somebody again. Uh, and, and I've really got to address some areas of forgiveness before I can go forward. So that's something to always check the heart for. Mm. Again, another another thing to be brave about, to break out of this isolation. Often, I, I think, Dr. Jantz, takes some bravery. Boy, does it. <laughs> yes. And we sometimes need some help. And it's okay to ask for that help. Sometimes they go, you know, I'm not sure what all's going on with me. I I need some help and to, to reach out for that. Hmm. What are some What are some of the keys to connection? I think you have five keys to connection. Well, uh, one of them, and I like the talking about the, the vulnerability, but making a decision that I am and a, my point of focus is I'm going to build uh, relationships every day. There could be some God opportunities for you. Um, God is bringing people into your life and uh, to be aware of those. Um, sometimes it's taking a, a hello, another step. How are you? Fine. But, but and <laughs> learning uh, how to engage a little deeper. But see yourself as one that uh, you're going to give attention each day to the relationships that are around you. How can I make them a little closer? How can I address those relationships uh, and uh, really attempt to love somebody as Christ does? Um, but you're going to have to be a little bolder. Mm. And taking risks means choosing courage over caution. I love what you said. That courage can't cope with everything that's that's ever caused you pain or might hurt you in the future. There but it can go. easily overcome what is present right now. The bottom line, you say, in this moment, there is little to lose and everything to gain. There you go. Yep. The whole book. <laughs> let's, right there. Let's it's worth, do it. worth that sentence. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Greg Jantz is our guest. The power of connection, so important. Maximizing your health, happiness, and close relationships. Before uh, somebody gets out of their car, they're driving home from work today, they've had a busy, stressful day, they're going to go home, they're going to maybe put on their jammies and cook some dinner, make sure the lights are off, they just want to rest and relax. What do you say to them um, if they're struggling and maybe they don't even know that they're stuck in the rut of loneliness? Maybe they don't even realize it, but they're starting to feel something. What do you say to them? What can they do starting tomorrow morning? Yes. I want you to pick three people, three people that uh, you, you maybe you would like to have time with, but maybe you've hesitated and you've withdrawn. But t- pick three people, reach out to them, and schedule at least one appointment to get together with somebody, whether it's coffee, lunch, uh, or you're going to meet them at a group, whatever it is. But out of that three uh, actually establish a time and date that you're going to see this person and have three questions ready when you see them. I do that love that. are a little deeper questions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I do love that. Pastor Greg Jantz, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your tenderness in caring about people that you'll never meet this side of heaven. Thank you for playing uh-huh. uh, a really big role in our life and to encourage us and to to help us be brave and to take that that next step in courage. We appreciate it. And we can do this together. You bet. Amen. The Power of Connection. That's the book. Maximize your health and happiness with close relationships. Dr. Greg Jantz has been our guest, nationally certified psychologist and licensed mental health counselor. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold. I'm Ben, and you're listening to Faith Radio.
Prayer is powerful and miracles are real. You know, I read a book a couple years ago that said prayer is maybe one of the most underutilized gifts that God has given us. That stopped me right in my tracks. Prayer is one of the most underutilized gifts God has given us. Are you kidding me? It's our direct connection to him, right? And he's given us direct access to him. Why don't we use it more often? Karen Moore is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. She has written this book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul. And we know that fears and life and shortcomings and mistakes and demands and stress and anxiety can all distract us from our prayer life. But if we desire a personal relationship with God, then we have to commit to praying and listening to him. So, Karen, welcome to Afternoons with Bill Arnold. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my favorite things about prayer is that we have direct access to God. And I'm just going to start, I like to start at the basics for anybody listening right now, because there are Christians and and unbelievers listening to Faith Radio right now that aren't necessarily fully utilizing the gift that God has given them of prayer. Why is prayer so important? I think prayer is our oxygen. You know, Mm -hmm. I think it's what we need to breathe in God's spirit. It's what we need to breathe out into this world and uh, try to help ourselves understand the connection, you know, that we have with God. And so, you know, God wants us to know him and we get to know him better when we talk to him, Mm. just like when we talk to our friends, you know, that's how we get to understand who we are and what we're about. And God is no different. He wants a relationship with us. And Karen, not just um, the help me, help me, I need, I need, I need, though he hears those and he listens to those and he helps those and he's tender to those, but an ongoing conversation, like you just said, like with your friend, like in, I mean, the Bible says, don't be anxious about anything, but pray about everything. Have a constant conversation with God. What would you say to that? I would say that most of us don't understand how much we're loved. You know, I I think that when we're in a great relationship like the kind we have with our spouse or you know something like that or a great friend where we can talk about anything that's what we do we call them with everything that happens good news bad news in between news and i think if we could come to think of god as someone who just watches over everything we do who adores us who wants good for us then we would take things to him without even thinking about it. We'd go, oh, my gosh, I need to pray about this. I'm thinking about moving to a new home. Is that a good idea? I don't want to do that without checking with God to see if he thinks it is. And so I think we can talk to God about everything and anything. And that the, the and I think he adores that about us, but he wants us to adore him right back, you know, to praise him, to thank him to show him our gratitude for everything we have. Mm. And I think that's what helps build that uh, relationship. I love that. Today here in the Twin Cities, it's sunny and 60. And so just walking around all day, just saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for warm air. Mm. Thank you for sunshine. (laughs) Thank you for everything. You know, thank you for everything. Just constantly having a conversation with him. That's prayer too. It is. And, you know, we notice, I think, when things are not going well, we notice those things and then we start thinking maybe I'll maybe I will pray. Maybe I'll talk to God because things aren't going well. But I think he 
loves it when we say, wow, things are going great. I just want to share that with you. You know, I want to tell you about that. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, love, love language, I guess. Mm. You know, we want to share with someone we love. Karen Moore is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. My name is Ben here on Faith Radio, and you have an acronym for PRAY. P stands for something, R stands for something, A and Y. Let's start with yeah. P, pause. Yes. I. You know, in my view, and we are going to pray, I think one of the biggest things we can do is stop everything, stop all the noise around us, and think about who God is. Who is this being that we're going to spend time with, that we want to talk to. And why do we want to talk to him? And the more that we spend time with him, the more we are looking at him as creator and redeemer and lover of our souls, uh, I think the more that we will praise him and the more we will um, get out of that conversation because we will be knowing him and wanting to know him. Mm. So that pause is really reflecting on who God is. You literally can't get enough of him, especially when you experience him, you just want more. So at first you pause and then you remember. That's right. And what is it that we remember? We remember the things that God has done for us before. You know, sometimes when we're going to pray about something, we think maybe this is too big for God. Maybe this is too hard. Maybe I don't want to confess this to God. But, you know, the truth is that all we have to do is think back just a little, maybe even just to this morning and say to ourselves, you know, I really saw God's hand at work there. Or I remember what he did for me when I prayed about this years ago and he gave me this response. So I think when we remember what he's done for us, it's just like he told the children of Israel. He kept saying, tell my stories, remind each other what I've done for you in the past. And I think he still wants that from us. So when we go to pray, we think about who he is. And then we remember what he's done for us before. Mm. So first you pause, then you remember, and now you ask. Then you ask, and you ask with all your heart, whatever it is that's going on in your life, the things that you are concerned about, the people that you care about, the work you do, the place you live. You know, you want to be rooted, grounded in whatever it is God wants from you. And the best way to find that out is to keep asking, you know, is this what you want, Lord? Is this what I can do next? And and then ask for other people that you care about and love, too. Well, Karen Moore is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold today here on Faith Radio. We're talking about her acronym for PRAY. It's PAUSE, REMEMBER, ASK. And before we get to yield, Karen, I just want to ask you, why do you think so many people feel they're unworthy to ask or... Maybe they, they struggle with what to even ask for or when to ask for it. You know, I think that we all have a self-image problem, hmm. which is unfortunate because, you know, we've create, been created in God's image. And if we understood that and if we realized how greatly we are loved and how much he is not sitting in judgment of our every action, but actually just waiting like a... a a wonderful father um, to look, to talk to us and help us with whatever is going on, then the sooner we would feel comfortable, you know, sharing with him. So it's our own shortcomings, I think, that keep us 
um, from wanting to share, but his overcoming is what we can look at. Mm. Pause, remember, ask, and now yield. Why is yield important? Yeah. And why is that? Why is, you know, obviously the why at the end of pray, but I, I feel yeah. like as I'm, as I have been reading your book, um, prayers to strengthen your soul, yield is so important and something that oftentimes I struggle with. I know a lot of people struggle with, but it's important. You know, it's it's hard for us to surrender, isn't it? To surrender our ego, <laughs> to surrender, you know, the the things that we think we know, our intellect, all those things can get in the way of truly wanting to step back and say, God, I give it all up. I lay it at your feet. I'm done trying to carry all this. And I, I don't want to do anything more without you. Let me just come to you as I am, you know, I surrender. Mm. And I think when we do that, God just, I think he just melts. His heart just melts for right. us. And uh, he does everything he can then to help. Right. Karen, you talk about when you yield, you let go of your past and your old habits. But here's the, mm -hmm. here's the important thing that I, I really love. And maybe you can help unpack this for us. Giving God a chance to answer your prayer. So many times I don't even give him a chance. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, pr I pray, I ask, I, yeah. I I pause, I remember, I ask, and but then then I don't yield. I don't even give God a chance to answer my prayer before I move on. I go, oh, you didn't answer it in my time. I'm on to the next thing, or oh, I've been let down, or there are all these different things. We give God a chance. Yeah, you know, it's the old story of planting all the seeds but digging them up before they get a chance to grow. I think that in... Uh, Part is because we're just not good at listening. Hmm. And so we come to God and if we have five minutes of prayer time, you know, I have a friend who says it's an 80-20 rule. You let God talk for four minutes. You talk for one. And But we're so used to doing the talking and we think prayer is all about what we have to say to God that we don't stop and wait long enough to see what God has to say to us. And I think that's part of the problem. We hmm. We have to learn to be good listeners. Mm, and I love that. Hold on for right there for just a second, Karen. We have to take a, a quick break. Listening is so important in the prayer process. And we're going to talk to Karen Moore coming up in just a couple of seconds on Afternoons with Bill Arnold about the importance of listening when you pray. And also the fact that if God knows everything, why does he want you to pray about everything? Karen Moore has written this book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul on Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. Hi, I'm Bill Arnold. If you have questions about Jesus or want to chat with someone about it, text FAITH to 41224. That's text FAITH to 41224. And God bless you. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold on Faith Radio. Karen Moore is our guest. This book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul. And, you know, we all have fears and shortcomings, and the demands of life can distract us from our prayer life. But if we desire a personal relationship with God, then we have to commit to praying and to listening to him. 
And maybe that's the the second part. Maybe you struggle with praying in the first place. Maybe you struggle with how do you even come up with the words? Well, this is a this is a great book for you. It's like a day by day prayer journal um, that points you right to the Bible and then gives you a prayer. I mean, even for today, let's just go through February twenty sixth. That's today's date. It's called Refresh and Renewed. Romans twelve verse two is the Bible verse. Don't be shaped by this world. Instead, be changed within by a new way of thinking. And you'll be able to decide what God wants for you. You'll know what is good and pleasing to him and what is perfect. And here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, whether I like it or not, the world affects my thinking, worries, and imagination. It makes me feel vulnerable and out of control. It drags me down emotionally and spiritually. And when that happens, I come running back to you. I ask for your protection over my thoughts and my heart. Help me remember that you're in control and that I don't need to fear what the world might forecast today. I pray for you to guide the thoughts and the actions of authority figures and leaders all around the world. Bless families who struggle through every kind of hardship and feel overwhelmed. Most of all, Lord, renew our hearts and minds. Give us a fresh anointing of your spirit so we know what is good and pleasing to you. Shape our lives according to your will and purpose for each one of us. Amen. I know I needed that. I'm always asking God for refreshing renewal, Karen. And that's just one of the prayers. That's the prayer for today. And there's a prayer and a Bible verse for every day in this book called Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul. Thank you for sharing that with us, Karen. And as we left off in our conversation, we talked about committing to pray, but then again, committing to listen to him. So as people are listening to Faith Radio and Afternoons with Bill Arnold today, how do you listen to God for those of that that don't know that that's a really important part of prayer. I think you listen in a number of ways. One is to actually be a, a person in in the Word. If you if you are reading Scripture and you're paying attention, to, you know the Holy Spirit will guide you, and words will just pop out at you, and you'll go, "Wow, that makes sense to me," or "I'm getting something out of that." And when you go to pray again, you could pray over that word that popped out at you and say, is this something, you know, you're trying to direct me or lead me. I think other times we are just so distracted that we don't listen. You know, we have so many thoughts running through our minds. We're not good at being quiet, are we? We we tend to always have some thought happening or something going on around us. And, you know, so we're thinking ahead. We're planning for tomorrow. And really being able to to just sit still, you know, um, and and really listen is is not easy for us. So maybe we have to focus. Maybe we do what uh, my friend Bob Bodine says: we pull up a chair for God, and we imagine Him sitting right there with us, and then we become quiet and we wait and listen for what He's going to tell us as we are praying. And I think we will start to hear more of what he says in those times. So I think scripture is part of it. I think the prayer itself is part of it. And quieting your mind is part of it. Yeah. It's okay to slow down. I say that as as I am married to and have another member of the Ants and the Pants disease troupe uh, that lives in my house. Uh, ah. It is okay to slow down. In fact, it to have a, a relationship with God that is... A two-way relationship, I completely echo what you're saying, to hear him, um, to be guided by him, 
um, oftentimes takes slowing down to be able to notice the things. And Karen Moore is our guest on Afternoons with Bill Arnold. This book is a is a, so good. Prayers to strengthen your soul. There's a prayer every single day. We just prayed one just a couple of minutes ago. But God wants to be involved. Even in the smallest details of your life, the Bible says pray without ceasing, right? He's never surprised. He's never overwhelmed by your prayers or your praise. Never. Um, never overwhelmed by the situation you find yourself in or the words that you use. He's not surprised. He's not sitting up there going, um, can somebody help me with this prayer request? I'm not exactly sure what to do. But Karen, here's my question for you, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. God knows everything. Okay. Why does he want to hear it from you? He wants to hear it from me because he wants to know that I care about it as much as he does, first of all, mm. and that I'm aware of what I need, you know, the because unless I'm aware of it and I'm ready to hear what he has to say about it and ready to change it, perhaps, or fix it, then, you know, he, he can't help me if I don't ask. I mean, he's there, he's watching, but he needs to know that I'm I'm coming to him with my heart surrendered, ready to hear what he would have to say. Mm -hmm. So I think he wants me to talk about everything and anything and, um, and just bring it to him. Yes. He, he already knows everything about me. As Psalm 139 says, he, he knows me Mm -hmm. like no one else will ever know me, but in knowing me, I get to know him (laughs) better when I ask. Right. Prayer is such an important part of our lives. Uh, How would you encourage somebody who right now feels like they don't have the words to pray? Maybe they they don't feel like they've ever been taught how to pray or they don't know how to pray. They've seen other people pray. They want to do it, but they're not sure how to pray. I'm going to tell you, can I tell you a quick story and then I'll answer that a little bit. So when I was a child, I was probably six, maybe seven. And I remember that when we went to my great grandmother's house, we prayed at dinner. But at my house, we did not pray. And I started to wonder about that. In fact, I worried about that a little bit. And I remember at one point I said, God, I don't know how to pray. Would you teach me how to pray? And So that was it. That was my first prayer that I can remember. And it wasn't a day or two later. And these two traveling ministers stopped at our home and my mother opened the door and I happened to come out of my room and I heard this guy at the door say to my mother, do you know the four steps of how to pray? And I just about fell over. (laughs) Because I thought, oh, my gosh, I just prayed this. I just asked God to teach me how to pray. And these two guys were at the door with the four steps that they used about how to pray. And so I have used some form of that most of my life. And the first part is simply say hello to God. Hello, God, it's me. I'm here. And I wanted to talk to you. And the next part is just to say, thank you. Thank you for my home. Thank you for my family. Thank you that I can come here and talk to you. Thank you for being you. And then finally to ask what I want to share my heart. And and then 
at the end to just um, praise his name uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. And that's basically the style, the way that I learned to pray from two guys. I never saw their faces who showed up at the door and answered my very first real prayer. That's such a powerful, powerful story, Karen. I think it just goes to show, I mean, God puts people in our lives that we never could have expected. So that's really, really powerful. I'm curious, as somebody myself who struggles with prayer, and me and my wife have conversations about it all the time and are looking for ways to grow in our relationship with God through prayer, we don't utilize it probably as much as we should. What 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 needs to click? What needs to kind of happen in order for us to get there? Is there a certain prayer we should be praying? Would you recommend kind of like what you said, taking those four steps? Or is there something else we can do to kind of get to that point? Because I would imagine there's a lot of other people that are in the same boat that we are. We We want to grow closer in our relationship with God. We've studied, we've looked and tried different things, but we're still just kind of hungry for more. How, how do we get there? Uh, you know, I'm blessed to have a husband who prays with me a great deal. Mm. And we are um, we are prayer people in our home. And in part, it's because we are we are so aware of our own need, our own um, vulnerability, our own weakness, if you will. Our, but we we come with intention. Um, we do devotions together every morning. And we talk about what we're learning or what word we feel like we got from God that day. And we try to share those kinds of things. And I I really think that when people are more comfortable just sharing about what God has done for them, it maybe just in a moment or, you know, I, oh, I have to tell you what just happened when I was at the store and I ran into this person and suddenly we're starting to talk about Bible study. You know, things that we don't expect to happen, but the more you share those things, the more prayer becomes easy because it's part of the conversation that your life has all the time. Um, you you are, you know, part of the prayer. Mm. <laughs> you, you, you and your spouse. And um, so I would say we're the more intentional we are and just the more um, genuinely, authentically looking for moments, just moments to say, oh, you know, we, honey, we should pray about that. That's a good, a good, a good thing has just happened or, you know, a concern has happened. Um, so, you know, it, 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 there's, you just keep at it, I guess. It's practice. It's almost a, the practice of prayer is part of it. Karen Moore is Afternoons with Bill Arnold today. Prayers to Strengthen Your Soul is the name of the book. You can find her at KarenMooreAuthor.com. Uh, what I got out of today's conversation, in addition to all of the amazing stuff and tenderness that points us to Jesus, is if you're struggling with prayer or you want more God, you want to pray, you want to learn how to pray more, I think it's a two-step thing. Um, do it, do it more, and be normal about it. Just have a normal conversation. This is Afternoons with Bill Arnold, and you're listening to Faith Radio. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.